Welcome to the Mentality Podcast. This podcast is going to range from anything to do with your mindset hacks to body hacks to workout hacks within the gym from a qualified personal trainer. It's going to be a rocky ride, guys, but this podcast is going to help you focus on learning more about yourself, learning more about your body, and really focusing on how to make the most of this beautiful life we are given. So buckle up and let's get started. Hello guys, welcome. Welcome to episode two of season two. Hopefully it's not too noisy. I am recording outside in the sun while I have a moment. So anyways, today's episode is going to be on self-esteem and self-worth and what the differences between the two are and little tips and tricks that I have kind of discovered over the years on how to really increase your self-esteem and that relationship within yourself and how you see yourself. I think self-love is very, very important and I preach it all the time that you really do need to have that self-love for yourself. And as the cater just decided to come screeching outside, so that's great. Um, we digress. But yeah, I preach all the time that self-love is super important, and it is. I am a strong believer in you do need to do the work on yourself, and you do need to deep down love or at least like the person you are before you can expect somebody else to love you in return because how can we expect someone to love us for who we are if we don't even like who we are think on that for a second there guys so first I'm going to talk about this idea of self-doubt self-destruction and are you the problem? Are you the problem in the sense that when something is good and something is going great, that you automatically go into this mode of, I don't deserve this, I'm not worth it, and then you self-destruct. You then try and ruin this good thing that could possibly happen. And this doesn't always have to be in relationships. This could be in careers as well a lot of people have success in their careers and then they start to self-doubt it and then they in turn start doing a bad job and they then question themselves because when it boils down to it it's your self-worth within yourself you start to think you're not worth it and you don't deserve it the common issue with women is that we have a lot of self-doubt within ourselves we have this high regard of what we should be achieving and when we don't we automatically think we are not doing enough whereas men are completely different men have this I guess confidence within themselves that they already think if you think about it this way if a man and a woman both go to the interview, go to an interview for a job, 
the man will more so not think he already has the job and act like he has already got the job. He won't doubt his abilities. He will be sitting there telling them, well, why should I take this job? That kind of thing. A woman will be sitting there doubting themselves, thinking, oh, maybe I'm not good enough for this. Maybe I can't do this. Does my outfit look okay? Like, what are they thinking of me? All these self-doubt things that we will be thinking in that interview will project out. And I guess that is often why men progress more in their careers than women, because it boils down to the fact men have more of a self-worth of themselves. They already think of themselves as this great big thing that they don't need to prove it. Whereas women always constantly feel like we need to prove ourselves. And that's boiled down from generations and generations of misogyny, of being put down, of being belittled. Women had to fight for every right we have been given in today's society, whereas men were given it outright. So men never had to fight. Whereas I think for women, we are still constantly fighting every single day to prove that we deserve all that we are given right now, that we deserve those rights that we fought so hard for, when in fact, those rights should have been ours from the get-go, just like a man's. But then again, this, that's a whole other issue in itself. And I am happy to like talk about stuff like that as well. So let's get into the differences between self-esteem and self-worth, because you might think, but aren't they the same thing? Well, not really. So if we're thinking about self-worth, it's something that impacts your goals, it impacts your behavior. It's a judgment on yourself. You're self-evaluating your work, your goodness, or you feel like this is an area in your life where that you don't feel like you're achieving, you need to write. Like, essentially, self-worth is you're judging your behaviors. You're judging your activities. You're judging what you do on a day-to-day basis. So this could be stuff like your career, whether you're going to the gym or not, your relationships. This is all activities that are really involved with behavioral impacts. If we think about self-esteem, this is how we see ourselves. It's not a binary thing. It's based off of our own individual judgment of ourselves as who we are as a person. So this isn't based on like activities we're doing. So self-esteem really boils down to your inner workings, your personality, your morals, who you are inside at your core. And I guess self-worth is a lot easier to, I guess, in a sense, really um, show to the world. Whereas self-esteem, it's a lot more of a inner workings. It's a lot more of a, you need to do that work inside to really improve your self-esteem. Whereas self-worth, a lot of it comes from your day-to-day activities, 
what you're doing, how you're doing these things. And what it really, we can actually see is, I guess from the scientific standpoint, from the genetic standpoint, that having low self-esteem is actually something that can stem down from genetics. 50% of our self-esteem is actually based off of our genetics. So what our parents give us, basically. They're inherited, where the other 50% is environmental. So the other 50% that's environmental boils down to your childhood, your university years, your adulthood, people around you, who you're keeping around you, all those kind of things. It's outside factors. But that 50% that is genetic, it's based off of something that you started off with. And yes, in a sense, sometimes we can change this and we can evolve and we can grow. But say, genetic-wise, if you have two parents, both that have low self-esteem, mental issues, that kind of thing, that will come into you, 50%. And it's like, sometimes it's really hard to fight those kind of things. It's hard to break the mold when your mind is thinking all these things which other people don't think of. Because say somebody that comes from parents that are both very self-confident, have this self-worth in themselves, that person genetically is going to have a higher standing than you because they're already going to have that great thought process in their heads. They're already going to have that self-worth. So they're going to have that foundation. And then the environmental factors around them will really either enhance that or it will tear that down. Whereas the opposite, if you come from parents who have low self-worth, you're going to have that instilled in you already. And your environmental factors will really either build you up to a level where you have self-worth or it's going to tear you down even more to something that's very detrimental to yourself and I think a lot of us don't actually think about that and a lot of people don't really know that a lot of people think you know the self-worth in yourself is just you not having that confidence within yourself and you really should it's like you look at some people that really have that confidence within themselves and you're like why can't I be like that person and sometimes no matter how hard you try you will never have that great self-worth or self-esteem and we can really see that having low self-esteem in a lot of people means they have a higher mental health like they have more mental health issues. They deal with mental health a lot more. They have this like low satisfaction of their life and lower chance of happiness. And I guess it's really just 
it seems down to so many things. And I can say personally for myself, when I was growing up, I had really like low self-esteem and self-worth myself. I really, as a kid, like I really didn't view myself as someone that was important. I felt like I was never really noticed. I, I guess when you have parents that work a lot, I felt like my parents never really paid attention to me being there. And when you grow up with that, it really does impact you. And that impacted into obviously my teenage years and I struggled a lot with um, self-esteem. I was very insecure. I didn't love myself. I, there were all these things and a lot of it was environmental factors. Um, how I was treated in school, how like the people I chose to hang out with, like my friends, that kind of thing. And it wasn't until I started reaching my mid to late twenties that I started really doing the work on myself and that self-esteem side of things and really working on inside and who I am, journaling, really looking, taking hard looks at myself and the traits that I don't like and why I don't like them and that I can actually change these things within myself. Um, One of the things about my personality that I don't actually like is that I'm quite a negative person. I, um, I always see things as, you know, half full or half empty, that kind of thing. I never, I'm never satisfied. I'm never content. I'm never like fully happy. I'm always, um, wanting more and in a way that trait yes it can be bad but also I looked at the good side of that because I am like that I am one of those people that I work very hard I will never just do 100% I do 110% I will always do more than somebody else because I want to stand out I want to be known for this ethic this work ethic I have I want to be known as the person that you can rely on, you can count on. And if I was more complacent, more satisfied, I guess I wouldn't push so much. Um, Growing up, I was one of those people that I was never naturally, like, you know, intelligent. I never had that, just the brain capacity, I guess. Whereas my younger brother would not have to study and he'd get all these good grades whereas I was the person I had to study hard to get the grades I got but that gave me this work ethic that I then work super hard because I've always had to fight for what I've had I've always had to fight for the grades I've had and going into uni and stuff, um, that really shows because I study all the time. I study more than I need to because I want to be the best. I don't want to just be that middle ground. I don't want to be just passing. I want to be that top tier best. And 
if I saw the world as, I guess, with a glass full or I was, if I wasn't, if I was complacent with my life, I wouldn't be so driven, I guess. So that is definitely a way to look at it. You need to look at the negatives, yes, of certain traits you don't like, but then you also need to look at the positives and how that trait actually does, in fact, help you. I'm not saying that you then have to settle for having these traits. No, that's not what I'm saying. For me, I still don't like that negative side of mind that I have. So I do try and do more work on myself and be like, try and look at things with more of a positive light. And I did that with a lot of relationships as well. I always thought about the negative or what bad things could happen. And now I'm starting to, I guess, change the mindset being like, yes, all these good things are happening and why shouldn't they? I deserve it. And you really need to like take a look at yourself and you've only given this one life. And you are who you are. You're not going to suddenly wake up one day and be a completely different person. That's not how it works. You, it's like self-confidence with your body, self, that kind of thing. You're given this one body. And yes, you can go to the gym and you can eat better and you can train and you can change it and you can do all this comedic procedures and stuff. But at the end of the day, you've got to like who you are inside first. Because if you don't like who you are inside first, whatever you look like on the outside does not matter because you're still going to look in that mirror every single day and not like what you see. And I know this from experience because when I did not like who I was inside, I, I used to be very um, conscious of how I looked on the outside. I was, I used to wear like heaps of makeup. I used to wear all these skimpy clothes to try and appeal to people. I used to gym so, so much to try and keep my weight as low as possible to be skinny all the time. And that was so that nobody noticed, like, that I didn't, my inside was not okay, that who I was inside I did not like. And no matter what I did to improve how I looked on the outside and I looked in the mirror, I still did not like what I saw and it took me a lot of work on myself and really doing all this hard work and these hard thought processes and thinking about all the things that in situations, how I could have acted differently, what I should have done differently and how I can actually improve and how I can change because who you are is not set. That is the great thing about life. Like who you are is not set and we can change. You can change these traits you don't like about yourself. You can change your personality and work on it. It's just like your looks. You can change that too. And I guess one of the, my, I guess my advice would be, would be, Write down all the traits you don't like. And I'm not talking about how you look. I'm talking about traits inside, personally. Like, 
inside who you are. Write them down. Write down why you don't like them. Write down how your life would be different if you weren't, if you did not have that trait. And then you need to write down what is good about this trait. So for me, my negativity, yes, it's a bad trait to have. But also, because I have more of a negative mindset, I am more driven to achieve more. So yes, it's not a great trait to have. But it does give me a good trait in the end. That doesn't mean I have to settle for that. It means I can still try and be more of a positive person. But it doesn't mean I have to then switch completely from being a negative mindset person to then completely being a positive mindset person. It doesn't mean that. It means you find that middle ground. But then you also are not bagging yourself so much to think, oh my gosh, I'm all these bad things. Because no, these traits still give you something good in the end. If I was not so negative mindset, seeing everything as half full, I would not be so driven. I would not want to strive for more. I would not right now be doing my law degree and achieving so much that I have now. I just wouldn't be because I would have settled. I would have done what I did with my first degree. I would have then gone into the career and I would have settled and I would have been unhappy. So you really got to look at it from that kind of viewpoint. My second piece of advice, once you've written this all down, do the work. Don't just write all this stuff down and be like, no. Do the work. Make conscious changes in your life. And also think of how you can do situations differently. So for me, every time I thought of a negative way or say when I was in a relationship and I thought this is too good to be true, I don't deserve this. As soon as I started thinking those thoughts, I would change my mindset. I'm just like, why do I not deserve this? There was no good reason why I didn't deserve that and a million other reasons why I did. And it's like, you need to think of, you do deserve this. My third advice is really your, what are you putting into your body? What are you eating? What are you fueling your body with? What are you doing on your day to day? Yes, work on the inner workings of yourself, but you also need to remember to fuel your body, to work on that outer as well. Go for walks, get some fresh air. What I do is I will go for a walk and take my journal with me and journal while I'm there and then walk back. It's great to be out in nature. It's great to get fresh air. It's really helpful to open your mind in that way. I'm not saying this is going to be an easy process. I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight. I have been doing a lot of self-growth, self-worth, self-help, I guess you can call it, for years now. 
and I'm still not I'm not expert. I'm still not at that level that I would like to be at. But my self-worth and my self-esteem from what it was when I was in my younger 20s, my like early 20s to now my late 20s, like I'm going to be 30 soon. Um, I completely feel like I'm a completely different person. I do not let other people's opinions of me or views of me impact my relationship with myself and I guess that is a really good way to tell that the work I am doing and the work I'm still continuing to do because here's the thing it's never going to stop that relationship you have with yourself is never going to stop it's ongoing And this is going to be the longest relationship you ever have in your life. And it's going to be the relationship that sticks around. It's going to be the relationship that is always there. And so that is the one you really need to put in your, the work for. Yes, you can have romantic relationships and you have your relationships with your family and your friends, but the relationship with yourself, that relationship needs to be a priority always and it needs to come first before any other relationship and I think when I was younger that was the mistake I made I put that relationship with myself to the back burner and I prioritized other relationships when I should have put myself first and that's not being selfish That's understanding your self-worth is more important because your relationship with yourself is the most important. And what I want you guys to take from this is not to beat yourself up if you sometimes stumble and you sometimes fall back into patterns and you have those moments of low self-esteem or low self-worth because we're only human it happens to all of us and all you can do is take a step back look at the situation and start again the great thing about life is it's imperfect and the great thing about being human is it's we're imperfect we are going to make mistakes we are going to stumble we are going to fall But we can always learn, we can always grow, we can always change. So if you do not like who you are inside as a person, change. Do the work to change the narrative, to change that view of yourself. Because that relationship with yourself needs to be the most important relationship you have in your life. You need to be able to look in the mirror, not, not thinking about what you look like, but look in the mirror, look into your eyes and be able to say, I love who I am. It's not going to come overnight and it may just start off with, I like who I am. But at the end of the day, you need to be able to love who you are 
as a person inside. And I promise you, once you have that foundation, everything in life is going to be so much easier for you. You are going to really just self-confidence and self-worth and self-esteem and all of that. It really impacts your life and it can be so detrimental when you go through life with such bad self-esteem. So take the time. Take the time to put in effort with that relationship with yourself. And if you take anything from this, put yourself first. That's all I ask is to put yourself first because I know as humans we don't do that enough. Anyways, um, on a lighter note, um, it is Christmas next week. I will be spending it alone for the um, first time in a very long time. Um, obviously, my dad lives away in a different city now with his um, partner and, their, and her kids. Um, and my mom will be going away to see her partner's parents. And... I guess, yeah, I'm going to be alone on Christmas, um, which will be interesting. Um, they obviously fly out on Christmas Day, as is the um, guy I'm with. He will be leaving Christmas Day as well to go overseas for a bit. So, yeah, the whole Christmas New Year's time, I'm going to be alone and... I thought I would be sad, but I guess I'm looking at the positives here. I've got a research essay to do a lot of work on that is due in January. And I will then have time to go to the gym all the time. I'm going to have some time to really, you know, work on myself. I might do a little trip for the day go sightsee go do some hikes uh, hopefully the weather clears up by then but I'm looking forward to just having alone time with myself I genuinely enjoy being by myself a lot I like having that alone time so for me it's nice to have the opportunity to just be by myself <laughs> and a lot of people don't understand that but as being someone who is quite an introvert like I do value my me time um I'm going away this weekend however before Christmas so that will be great it's going to be our first weekend away together um nice big milestone I'm excited it'll just be nice to have some I guess proper alone time for a bit and just spend some time together before he does um, go away and I won't be seeing him for a couple of weeks. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And I obviously will be posting another episode next week. 
So right before Christmas, I'll probably post something. But yeah, it's been great catching up. I hope you guys liked this episode. If you guys want me to do like specific episodes on specific things, just feel free to reach out on my socials um, or, you know, write a review on the um, Apple Podcast app. Give me a star rating. That would be great. I would appreciate it. And yeah, um, I hope everyone is done their Christmas shopping and having a good break that, that everyone needs. So yeah.